root colonnades. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, and he knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred. Jesus said to him, get up, take up your bed and walk. And healed, and he took up his bed and walked. And at once, that's supposed to be once, and at once the man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. Praise God for his word. Amen. Amen. How's everybody doing? Good morning to you. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. The scripture says, I was happy when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Anybody happy? To be in this house. Anybody excited to be in the presence of our God and to be in the presence of God's children? Just lift holy hands and say, thank you, Lord. Come on, shout it. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. All right. Thanks for the worship, praise God. Beautiful worship experience and... Beautiful uh, segments that were developed to, com to commemorate black history. Let's give God some praise again for that. You know, our, our resident poet and lyricist, uh, Brother Kevin, thank you for your work and investment. He even worked on the videos this time, so, so thank you for that. Amen? Uh, he and his wife, Danae. And... Uh, we just got a lot of good stuff going on. Isn't God good? Amen. Amen. God is able. Uh, today we're going to have a, uh, an installation service uh, for the AAACCC, African American Council of Christian Clergy. That's a mouthful. Uh, so you see why they say AACCC? And uh, so I'll be installed as president, and uh, Pastor Derek McCray, the pastor of the Experience Christian Center, will be installed as vice president. So we got a, what they call a sit-down dinner uh, for, it, it seats 300 and, uh, let's see, 316. Uh, we only got nine seats left. Amen, somebody. Amen. Those are supposed to be for pastors, so really no, no seats left. And uh, so we're thankful for that. Uh, we need you to stay to eat. If you, if you signed up to eat, we need you to eat. Because <laughs> we, we eat after a little program, and somebody's going to be tempted to say, you know something, the program is over. Let me just get on out of here. <laughs> no, you need to sit down and eat. We paid for a dinner for you. Amen, somebody. Amen. We will be asking you for a love offering. I ain't joking, I ain't joking. <laughs> to help, <laughs> to, for the organization. <laughs> Y'all don't want to send me out broke, do you? 
Amen. So we will be having a, a love offering. But I want to give y'all a heads up so, so you won't be surprised. So that's how, that's how I am. I, want, I don't want you uninformed. I want you educated and inspired. Amen. I, I'm going to start preaching in just a minute. So I, know some, I know some of y'all looking at me like, when are you going to preach? Just give me, give me a minute. Uh, so there's two auditoriums for this, for this uh, installation service. One auditorium seats 400 plus. So b- bottom line, if you didn't sign up for the dinner, you can still attend the service. It's going to start promptly at 4 o'clock. Did you hear me? Did, I, did y'all hear me? Promptly, whether you're there or not, it's going to start. And some good stuff happened at the beginning. Amen. <laughs> Who is that said, yeah, okay? <laughs> I love it. And uh, so, <laughs> now I started some stuff for it. And then, uh, then we'll go into the dinner uh, section of it. So, but, but you know me, it's going to be time. Everything's going to be timely. Uh, we do have city leaders and government officials that have confirmed to be there, and, uh, and organizational leaders, some key organizations in our community. So we're thankful for that. Oh, they want, I'm going to go get, get a couple announcements away, uh, out the way. Contribution statements for the year end, for 2018, they'll still be available after church today. Amen. Uh, I want to thank, for instance, of these 300 people, 180 of them are, are us. So thank you for coming to this installation service. We're proud of y'all, and thank you for supporting us. Amen? Amen. Uh, we had our first 2019 to 2020 a School of Leaders session this morning. Let's give God some praise for that. And we had 21, 21 persons in attendance uh, for, this, for, the, for this school of leaders. And I believe there's a few more coming. Amen. Amen. So that's a blessing to see that happen. And so be in prayer for that, this new crop of folk who are uh, going to spend a year with yours truly. Amen. Amen. I mean, one time a month, but it's still a year. <laughs> you know, and then we'll have a few fat Saturday sessions as well. It's not too late. And the schedule is ready for the whole year. So if somebody wants to take a look at the schedule out there in the lobby and say, you know something, I think I can make that. Amen. You can, you can, you can sign up and get involved. We got a recording of today's session, so we, we'll, let, we'll, get, we'll give you a little grace for the first session since it was more orientation, overview, and survey. Amen. Uh, this scripture is... Uh, is, uh, it's, it's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Amen? One of my, this, the, my favorite miracle stories uh, that, uh, that gets to a prolonged problem. Amen? Uh, this, this guy, he was what you call, what we might call stuck. Amen? He's been sick, paralyzed, uh, the scripture calls them invalids uh, for 38 years. So he has suffering and pain and disappointment and no doubt some ridicule, ridicule and uh, uh, some humiliation as a result of his condition. 
Uh, he's been relegated to being a beggar. Uh, and, but there is this ma miraculous occurrence that happens at a certain, certain times. There's a stirring of the water. God had set up this pool that was miraculous. And it was a stirring of the water. And at the stirring of the water, the bubbling of the water, the first sick person to get in the pool while the water was bubbled would be healed. So he's going there daily, waiting on the bubbling, the stirring of the water, uh, hoping that he might be the first one to get into the pool and receive a healing. And he's been going for 38 years. And uh, even with this, uh, he really was never even able to make arrangement for somebody to help him get into the pool. And well, you can imagine, that's a long commitment, sitting there with you daily. I'm an able-bodied person, and you're impaired, and I can't sit with you every day of your life, you know, with that kind of strength and uh, that kind of commitment, you know, that kind of thing to, to put, place you in the pool. So he said, I don't have anybody to place me in the pool. And uh, Jesus sees him at the sheep gate, at the pool, at Bethesda, uh, this this roofed port portico and he's laying there with blind, lame, paralyzed folk. Jesus sees him there. He saw him lying there and he knew he had already been there a long time the word of God says. Again, Jesus' ability to discern and, uh, and he asked him what seemed like a, you know this is more than a rhetorical, rhetorical question. This seems kind of an insulting kind of question. Do you want to be made whole? want to be healed. You know, you stuck. Do you want to get up and get out? Amen? Do you want to be better? Do, 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 you know, and, and you would think that, you know, that would be a no-brainer in terms of his responding, you know, and, and, and why would Jesus ask that question, you know? And that question ought to echo in all of our minds, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healthy? Amen? And so, you know, so he asked the question, do you want to be made whole? And he responds, sir, you know, first he gives, gives an excuse, sir, I have no man to put me in the pool when, when the water stirs. He don't know who Jesus is. I, while I'm going another steps down before me, I, 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 always, I always lose the race. I've never been able to win the race to get there in time. And uh, he does, again, he doesn't know who Jesus is. He's trying to, he's, he figured Jesus is inquiring about, you know, his ability and his, his uh, persistence and his perseverance to get there, to, 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 to get to the, to the pool of healing. But Jesus, you know, he's bigger and badder than that. Can I get a witness? You know, he is the source of healing. He's the source of life. He is the creative provider and, uh, and, and he is the healer. And he's addressing him. He said, do you want to? And then he says to him, after he gives this excuse, well, get up. Get up. Rise. Get up on your feet. Take up your bed. Pick up your pallet. He says, and walk. And the word of God says, and at once the man was healed, and he took up his bed. Amen? Uh, you have been stuck. Hmm? You know, I, I, we were going uh, fishing one time. I've been fishing very few times in my life, but it was 
after a very rainy day, and we went into uh, this, uh, this area and didn't realize that it was soft soil, muddy soil, and we got stuck. You know, the car, the wheels start turning and turning, and, you know, and it ain't, it ain't a good deal to get stuck like that. Amen. It's, it's a nasty business, you know. You know, you're trying to shore up the wheels, put things under them. The wheels are spinning. You're getting all muddy and wet, and, you know, it's, it's just an uncomfortable experience of trying to get out of that. And you're pushing and pulling and, you know, trying to leverage the tires and get out of this situation. You're using as much creative thinking as you can to try to get out of this mess. And, you know, we did. We finally did. But, but it was a chore. Amen. You ever been stuck? You know, I'm talking about figuratively, symbolically, uh, in life. Just stuck in, in this quagmire, in this place where you can't get any traction. You know, you're, you're moving, but it seems like you're on a treadmill of life. You don't seem to be going anywhere. You're expending energy. You're expending creativity. You're trying to be innovative. You're trying to be encouraging and uplifting. You're pushing and pulling, but, but you're not going anywhere. Amen, somebody. People have the tendency to get stuck in their various patterns of life. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Yeah. You know, some folk are stuck financially. Matter of fact, there's a saying that goes like this. What people do with money is what people do with money. In, in other words, if, 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 if you're a spender, you're a spender. As if, if, if you cannot come out of that mode. That's, that's the mindset of that saying. What you do with money is what you do with money. If you get more money, you're going to spend more money. You know, folk who win the lotto, you know, Powerball, and it, I think there's some projections in a few years, they're broke, bankrupt. If the United States government, that's why they won't do it probably. If the United States government was just to take everybody on the planet, I'm sorry, I'm sorry in, in this hemisphere, in, in the United States, and give them a million dollars, they say just in a few months, it'll be back in the hands of in the people who have, have the most of it. <laughs> Isn't that something? Stuck. Stuck. A mindset that keeps us stuck, that has us in this perpetual cycle of not coming out, not getting out, not coming, uh, getting over, praise God, this, this pattern of life where we're stuck financially. Some folks stuck in a job that they abhor, hate. Just feel stuck. Amen. Some folk are stuck in powerful addictions. You know, want to get out from under that bottle, that alcohol, but I'm just a functioning alcoholic. You know, I got to get this drink every day. If not every day, I'm a weekend subscriber. Amen, somebody. And, you know, if not, drink drugs. Now you got prescription drugs, you got the opiate crisis, all these issues uh, where people are stuck, you know, doing things that they know are detrimental and dangerous, doing things that, that they know are hurtful and harmful, uh, but they're still engaged in a lifestyle that is not beneficial, not healthy, not wholesome, amen, but they're stuck, stuck in some area of your life, stuck in the same state spiritual spiral seems seemingly downward as opposed to upward mobility in your spiritual growth and development. 
You're just the same place you were, you know, just years ago. Same spot, spiritually. Amen. And there are biblical examples of folk who got stuck. Amen. But thank God, you know, most of them got out. Bartimaeus, he got stuck. He was blind, couldn't see. He was stuck in blindness. Nicodemus, he was stuck in his traditions and in his legalism. He came to Jesus by night saying, what must I do to be saved? Jesus said, you got to be born again. Amen. The rich young ruler, he got stuck. Amen. He said, well, what do I do? I've been keeping the law. I've been keeping the commandments. I, I want to know what do I do to be delivered and saved and set free and be righteous before God. And Jesus said, go, go sell all your goods to the poor. Go sell all your goods and give them to the poor. You got stuck. He said, I got too much stuff and things to take that route. Mm -mm, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in affluence. I'm stuck in wealth. <laughs> mm -mm. We're not making that choice. He stayed stuck. You know, Zacchaeus. He also was stuck in his own greed. He got out, but he was stuck. Amen? Uh, uh, Jarius stuck in personal despair because his daughter died. Stuck in, this, in, the, in the grief and, and, and the mourning and the despair of losing a child. But he was brought out as well because Jesus resurrected his daughter. Amen? Lazarus. He was stuck in a tomb for a little while, for a few days, long enough to decompose, start stinking and stuff. <laughs> I say, why you got to be that graphic, Pastor? For effect, for effect. Somebody laughed. So, <laughs> so, so, so here he is stuck in a tomb, and then Jesus, what, resurrects him. Jesus has a resurrection power. Somebody say resurrection. Amen. So in other words, Jesus can bring life out of death. He can bring good out of evil. He can, he can bring right out of wrong. Jesus can, can invert our circumstances. Amen, somebody. So, 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 so we need to understand that, 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 that God wants you to come out. If you're stuck, relationship mismanagement problems, you can be stuck. You can be stuck spiritually. You can be stuck financially. But God can give you a fresh start. Amen, somebody. Jesus said, you, you've been this way a long time. I know you feel stuck. That's what he's saying to him. I know, I know you feel stuck. Uh, and, and, and we can feel stuck in our circumstances. And, uh, but Jesus comes along and he sees our condition. He discerns your circumstances. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what you're wrestling with, what you're grappling with. Amen? He knows it. And, and, uh, and, but first, the man, he had to first see Jesus and pay attention to him. Amen? Can you imagine if, uh, if, 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 uh, if, if he hadn't, Jesus stepped on the scene and he didn't even look up? You didn't look up? didn't look to him, uh, and didn't listen. You know, can you imagine what he, how he could have responded? What you mean, you know, do I want to be made whole? This ain't, not, this ain't none of your business. I mean, who, who are you? But he looked to Jesus, looked at him, amen, heard him, and heeded him. Because Jesus told him, get up, pick up your pallet and walk. He could have said, hey, man, I'm not, not going to put forth no effort to walk. I can't walk. Who are you? You, 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 you must be, uh, you know, 
an idiot. <laughs> Crazy. What's wrong with you trying to tell me to just get up? Can you imagine how he might have felt insulted, but instead he saw Jesus, and Jesus saw him. Jesus saw his condition, and he discerned his condition. Amen, somebody. And, and through supernatural revelation, Jesus understood that he's been there a long time, for 38 years. Most, most likely, you know, this observation of his physical condition, you know, it, 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 it moved him to want to do something about it. But first, first he had to ascertain, do you want me to do something about it? You know? He asked us the same question. Do you want me to do something about your condition? Do you want me to do something about your situation? Do you want me to intervene on your behalf? Do you want me to come in and make a difference? Do you want me to come liberate you? Do you want me to set, set you free? Do you want me to heal you mentally, emotionally, financially, relationally? What, do you want healing? You got to want this. Amen, somebody. Jesus asked the man this question. Do you want to be made well? You got to want it. Somebody say, want it. Not everybody really wants it. Amen, somebody. Amen. You know, not everybody really wants it. You know, don't everybody want to be healed? Amen. Don't everybody really want to work? Amen, somebody. You know, if... And if I do work, I'm going to work as little as possible. I want no hard work. We're trying to escape, escape, you know, get by, bypass, you know, making that level of investment. We want vacation, not salvation. <laughs> Amen, somebody. What do you want? Everybody who gets a diagnosis don't want treatment. Amen. You know, don't want treatment. You know, like, no, I ain't going to do that. They told me I need some therapy, but I ain't going to get no therapy. <laughs> Sound like work. Sound like pain. Sound like discomfort. You know, they told me I need some therapy. I ain't going to get no therapy. They told me, you know, after they assessed my psychological condition, they told me I need some counseling. Ain't nobody going to get no counseling. I ain't crazy. You need to let somebody assess that for you. <laughs> My contention is all of us look crazy. Amen. Why you say that? Because all of us do things that to self-sabotage ourselves. Amen, somebody. Why would you do anything at all that would be detrimental to you? That would be unhealthy to you? You got to be a little crazy to do that. Amen? To eat the whole pack of Oreo cookies. <laughs> look crazy. Look, just look crazy. <laughs> That's just one example. Amen, somebody. So, so we need some <laughs> We need some help. Lord, help us. So, so getting well requires work. Amen, somebody. Getting well requires work. So Jesus' inquiry is whether you're going to put in the work. And he inquires that of us. Are you going to put in the work? 
You want my help? You want my support? You want my prosperity? You want my blessings? You want my favor? Are you willing to put in any work? What's going to be your part? What's, what, what are you going to put in my hands? Most miracles were performed with aids, with assistance. He didn't just pull a miracle out of nowhere. He said, look, these folk need feeding. There's 5,000 of them. Anybody here got a lunch? Little boy had five loaves, two fish. He brought his fish sandwiches. Amen. Amen. He ready, ready to eat. Jesus said, give me the boy's lunch. He blessed it. He divided. The word of God said it multiplied. He brought something to the table. What's your lunch? What lunch are you willing to give to Jesus so he can bless it, divide it, multiply it on your behalf? What are you willing to place in his hands? What work are you willing to do? What investment are you willing to make? What interest are you willing to show? What love are you willing to demonstrate? See, too often we want something for nothing. Amen? God ain't operating like that. He already gave you everything. The breath of life is a gift from God himself. You're a gift. Amen, somebody. You winning the race to come into the planet. You're a gift. You're a blessing. You're a godsend. God allowed you to make it here, and he has a purpose for your being here. Praise God. So he says, look, if you want me to be on your side, you need to show me some evidence that you're on mine. Just some evidence. I just want to see a little bit of evidence. He said, look, even the faith that you have, he said, just the faith the size of a mustard seed, just a little bit of tiny, itty-bitty amount of faith. Show me some faith. The Word of God said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So I got to show some faith. I got to have the capacity to, to exercise faith. My faith capacity has, has to grow. Amen. So in essence, he's saying, it's up to you. Mm -hmm. If you want to get rid of them old habits, it's up to you. If you want to get rid of that bad attitude, it's up to you. If you want a new identity, it's up to you. If you want a new direction, it is up to you. Amen, somebody. If, if you want to become a better man or woman, it's up to you. If you want to be strong in Christ, it's up to you. If you want to become a worshiper, it is up to you. If you want to become a praiser, it is up to you. If you want to become a giver, a generous person, it's up to you. If you want to become a servant leader, it is up to you. Hmm? Amen. Your desire, what you desire, the word says, I give you the desires of my heart if they fall in line with my will. So when you fall in line with our will and you make the appropriate adjustments, amen, by bringing what you have to the table, hmm, by, by expressing and demonstrating that I'm willing to put in the work, amen, and I'm willing to do what it takes to get well. Amen, somebody. You know, Folk not willing to put in the work. A teenager has got, got his or her whole life before him, knowing, you know, they, 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 they can rationally understand that, you know something, I need to get my homework, I need to do my studies. It's, it's going to lead to something better for me in life. But yet you jettison that opportunity. You, you give it up. You, you uh, lallygag, like they used to say. <laughs> Undisciplined. Why do you act against your best interests? Because sin, Satan, and selfishness. Amen? Sin causes me to revolt, to rebel, to disobey, to ignore. Amen? Uh, to, 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 to just defy. Satan tempts me. 
to accept the counterfeit. Amen? To accept this as being better than this. When in essence, this is better than that. Satan is the one who's trying to contort our spirits and minds to make them reprobate, to think that a lie is the truth and the truth is the lie. Amen? And social media and computers and the whole culture contributes to the process. You know who, who really elated about social media and, and, and just anonymous information out there for no reason at all, whether it's rational, real, true, authentic, genuine, or not? Satan is happy because he is the author of lies. Say, whoa, I can get my lies spread this easily. My lies are out here big, bigger than life. Amen? Somebody waiting. Amen? They're waiting by the pool, getting them lottery tickets every week. <laughs> Trying to hit the Powerball. <laughs> Amen, somebody. You're making an investment, but it's what you call fool's gold. Amen. We want to invest in the right thing. God says, what are you going to invest in the matters that really matter? What, what are you going to bring to the table? This man was at the pool for 38 years, sick, and, 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 and he met Jesus at the pool. And it was obvious that he wanted to be well because he was at this pool, but Jesus had to ask him, do you really want to be well? Do you really want to be made whole? And again, the question should echo for us in our spirits, do I, do I really want this? Amen? Amen? Or have I become so used to and accustomed to not being whole that I can't even envision being whole? Amen? Have I become so accustomed to not being whole that I can't even envision being whole? Amen? Am I so stuck, you know, in this quicksand that I can't envision getting out? Amen? Some folk are stuck in a cycle of poverty, in a cycle of ignorance, in a cycle of profanity and profaneness. You know, they're stuck. Can you envision being whole? Amen, somebody. You know, that's like uh, in some communities. I worked in a, in a community when I was in, in high school. Uh, it was a, at a chemical plant. And, and unfortunately, as a result of this chemical plant's, you know, emissions, things that they put in the air, there was a stench in this community. I mean... You know, when you go in there, if you visit this little small town, you know, it smelled. And, you know, when I first went in there, I asked a few of the uh, residents, I said, look, what y'all do about this smell? Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> How you survived this? And they asked me, what you talking about? <laughs> so I said, what, 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 what you talking about? I'm talking about this smell. I was young. I said, I'm talking about this funk that's in the air. <laughs> you know, young and dangerous. So I just was keeping it real. What's, what's up with this, man? You don't, you don't get this? What's going on? Uh, and uh, they said, we don't smell it. We don't smell it. I said, what? They, they become immune to it. They've been in it. They've been in the thick of it. They've become accustomed to it. 
It's a part of their normal existence to live in an atmosphere that's contaminated. Amen. Pollutants are in the air. And they succumb to that life, that lifestyle, and this aroma, and they're accustomed to it. They learn to live with it. And in a lot of instances, we have learned to live with the stench in our lives. Amen, somebody. You know, we've learned, we, we, we've stopped trying to navigate, mitigate, put it down, put it to the side, overcome it. We've just thrown in the towel, and we're just sitting by the side of the pool. Amen, somebody. You know, waiting for something to come liberate us when we have to be involved in our own liberation. Amen, somebody. God wants us involved. He wants us to get unstuck. He wants us to, to get on fire. He wants us to be ignited for him. He wants us to delve into the word. He wants us to, sh to shake off complacency. He wants us to, to shake off the lethargic nature. He wants us to not settle for this being how things can have to be. Things can be different. Things can change. Life can be different. Life can be better. I can be better. Amen, somebody. I don't have to get stuck by my exposure, by my experiences, by my background, by mama and them, what they imparted to me. I can overcome the wrong impartations and receive a brand new, fresh impartation from the Spirit of God that gives life and liberty. I can receive the Word of God that gives life and abundant life. I can become a brand new creature. My mind can be renewed and made over. The Word of God says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. So you have to determine, you know something? Things are going to change. There's a new sheriff in town. Amen. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, me connected with him as a soldier of the king. Amen. And as this soldier, I'm going to commit. I'm going to salute to him only. Amen. And in saluting to him, the process of change begins to be engaged. Amen. The word of God says, the guy said, I have no man. It ain't no man that can save you. Amen. Some of us looking for people to save us. You're looking for a person to make you happy. Amen, somebody. People can, you know, make you joyful for a little while, but believe me, they're going to disappoint. Amen, somebody. Because people just people. You disappoint folk, they disappoint you. You know, so I can't find everything I need in folk. I find everything that I need in God. Amen. God wants us to take us to another level. He wants us to step up and step out and step in to the preferred future that he has prepared for us. He wants us to step down from ourselves and step up into his presence. He doesn't want us to be stuck because we're connected to somebody that can't save us. Amen. People don't save. Amen. Uh, the guy said, it ain't my fault I ain't healed. You know, I, I, it ain't my fault. So he begins to blame shift. I don't have nobody to put me in the pool. Amen. And, and folk get stuck in blame shifting. Stop shifting the blame. Quit making excuses. Amen. Well, you know, I, uh, I wasn't brought up in the church. 
So it's, you know, I never did come to church every Sunday. You know, I think I'm doing good to make it every once every three months. That's more than my folks did. Big old excuse. Amen. Well, I only have one day, one day off. You know, I work the other six. And Sunday's my day. See, you twisted already. Sunday's not your day. It's God's day. Amen, somebody. I can't give. I, I don't make but so much. And barely, men's are barely meeting now. And, you know, we always fashioning and fathoming, uh, you know, rationalizing, rational lie, rational lie, rational lies. Rational lies. Lies. Y'all get it? Lips of lies, y'all. You're telling yourself lies. You need to say this. You know, I can do this. I can be stronger. I can be better. I can be more committed to God. I can bring my A game, praise God, to the kingdom, not just to the world. I can bring it to the kingdom. I can make myself available for God. I can be in the place that God wants me to be. I can worship God in spirit and in truth. I can learn how to worship and praise God. I can learn how to love God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love my neighbor as myself. I can learn how to love myself because sometimes I can't love anybody else until I learn how to love myself. Amen, somebody. So through these many years of disappointment, he's pointing the finger. He has excuses. He's blaming others. You know, they're the cause of my being stuck. You don't have to stay stuck. Amen, somebody. But as long as you're pointing the finger at somebody else, you're going to stay stuck. Amen. Well, you know, my folk weren't educated. I can't, you know, I, that's not my forte. You know, I, I didn't have that, that exposure. Well, break out of it. Amen, somebody. Break out of it. I remember, uh, you know, my mom, she, she was an excellent reader, and she had a great vocabulary, and that was great for me to learn how to verbally communicate. I mean, it was a blessing. But they, my folk weren't big on, big on re reading. So as a result, when I got to uh, ninth grade, I needed reading remediation. Amen, somebody. I need some uh, intervention in order to shore up my reading skills and, uh, and to get better. And uh, so did, took that, got a little better. Then when I got to college, uh, I still had co reading comprehension problems. And uh, I was playing basketball, trying to get through this, this tough school. And uh, what I would do is I would time out how long it would take to read a chapter. And say, okay, this chapter is going to take me two hours to read. And then I would put six hours in place so I could read it three times. I say, God help me, I got to make it through. I got to put the investment in. So I start reading things, chapters, three times. Read it three times, trying to understand it, trying to understand it, trying to make it through. Putting, putting in the investment. Amen, somebody. Amen. How many know you're not going to get something unless you put something in? You're not going to be able to make a withdrawal unless you make a deposit. Now folk can tell you I can read something, I can remember all of it. <laughs> Amen, for a long time. <laughs> and, 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 and read things fast and comprehend things fast. But, I, but it took time, effort, energy to overcome some deficit. Amen. Same thing with you, with us. 
Same with things with our spiritual walk, amen? If you want to get closer to God, you got to ask God to draw closer to you, and then you got to put in the work. How, what kind of work? Holy habits, pray, read and study the Word of God, meditate on the Word of God, worship God, not just on Sunday mornings, but daily worship God. So I got to put in the work. I got to make the investment so I can draw closer to God. So he'll, he'll hear my voice and I'll hear his, praise God. So God wants to use us. He wants to bless us. He wants to draw us closer to him, praise God. But we got to put in the work. He said, this is what he said to the guy. He said, rise. That's a lot of work. You've been crippled. Atrophy has set in. You don't know the status of his legs. But a recreative miracle took place where everything came together. Muscles, new bones recreated. But he still had to have the faith to stand. And he still had to expend the energy to stand. So he stood, praise God, because God said he could. And we can stand because God says we can. God says we can stand. Do you believe him? If you believe him, that ought to settle the issue, praise God. God says you can walk. Do you believe him? Praise God. So we ought to get to walk and get to stepping, praise God. God says you can run. Do you believe him? Well, take off, praise God, into a sprint, into a marathon run and take off for God. God even says you can fly. He said take off on wings like eagles, soar like an eagle himself, praise God. So take off into the upper stratosphere for God. Know that all things are possible through him. God says it's able. God is able, praise God. Praise God. He's able. He's able. But for us to come out, we got to make sure that we're not in this mindset of being a perpetual victim. Amen. You know, victims. Victims, uh, they, they repeatedly talk about how they've been mistreated. That's the victim mindset. They, 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 they act like life is fair. That's a childish notion to think that life is fair. Life is not going to be fair. Amen, somebody. Equality does not exist in this dispensation. When Jesus comes back again, that's where going to be a righteous culture, a, a, a just culture, a, a loving culture, a kind culture, a compassionate culture. When he comes back as a lion of Judah to reign for a thousand years, that's when it's going to get right. Amen, somebody. So it ain't going to be fair. Amen. So don't get victimized because of that. You know, and then... But the victimization causes people to be to, 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 for, for folk to forgive slowly or not at all. They see forgiveness as weakness. That's a victim's mindset. Amen. Victims have difficulty establishing close relationships because they have a difficulty trusting. Somebody said, if you don't trust, you'll be like the man that refused to walk in the sun because his shadow was behind him. You won't even start, you start not trusting yourself. If you don't learn to trust again. Yeah, we've been hurt. Amen, somebody. But you got to come out of the hurt by forgiveness. You got to come out of the hurt and let it go. You got to stop pushing the replay button. That's how you let it go. You got to stop telling that story over and over and over and over and over again until it comes so etched in your soul until the story enters you. Amen. If you need to, go write the story down. Then put it in a lockbox. Amen. And relieve your mental energy from entertaining it again. Let it go. Cast your cares and your burdens upon the Lord, and he shall set you free, praise God. And when, when the God sets you free, you shall be free indeed. So ask God to make me into a healthy person that doesn't make excuses. Amen. Doesn't create more excuses to break the pattern.
to allow change to be achieved through me and in me and around me. Allow the possible, the impossible to become possible. Allow the improbable to be achieved by the power of Almighty God. I want to ask you today, are you ready? Amen. Are you ready? Do you, do you need this? Do you want this? Will you decide not to make an excuse, praise God, and say, I'm ready to take action? Because verbalism without activism is simply idle chatter. Amen. So I got to be ready not only to just talk this, I got to be ready to walk this. Amen, somebody. So I won't be laying there for 38 years and life has passed me by. Amen. Say, Jesus, I need your assistance. And we have the benefit of knowing that Jesus can assist. We have the benefit of knowing that he's available. We have the benefit of knowing that he is accessible. We have the benefit of knowing that he's all-powerful and all-knowing, all-discerning and all-loving and all-merciful and full of grace. Praise God. We have the benefit of knowing that the good news of the gospel, Jesus Christ, is available to us. Praise God. We're not like the blind man at, at the pool of Bethesda. He didn't even know who Jesus was. But we know Jesus is alive. We know he has resurrection power. Praise God. We know he has the power to heal. He has the power to help. He has the power to help. He to give us hope. Praise God. So Luke 4 and 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of the sight to the blind and set liberty of those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Praise God. So the Lord saying, I got favor for you, but you got to come get it. You got to run and get it. You got to want to be healed. You got to want to be blessed. You got to want to be strong. You got to want to be intentional. You got to want to be deliberate in Christ. You got to want to be a Christian. You can't just say, I think I can. I think I can. You got to want this, and God gives it to you. Praise God. You got to be willing to do the work so that you might achieve the worth that God has for you. Amen, son. You know, sometimes I wish a, a woman had wrote this story because a woman would have gave us a whole lot more detail. Amen, somebody. She would have laid it out. How, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have had to use my holy imagination. It just would have been laid out how the dude felt and how agitated, irritated, frustrated he was in his condition, the, 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 the very layout of his condition. But it goes, just suffice it to say, he's been in pain. And Jesus lifts him up and out. Amen, somebody. See, Jesus wants us to rise. Somebody say rise. He wants us to be spiritually upward, mobile, upwardly mobile. Praise God. He wants us to advance. Somebody say advance. He wants us to be on the upswing. He wants us to be on the upsurge. He wants us to be on the upturn. He wants us to progress. Amen. He wants us to climb. He wants to boost us down the road. He wants to upgrade us and advance us and give us breakthroughs and promotions. And, and, and he wants to set us up to soar and to be elevated to the glory of Almighty God. Are we willing to put in the work? I want you to stand all over the house, all over the house. Are we willing to put in the work? Take up your bed. Take up the thing that you laid on, that you laid in. Take it up. Put it on your shoulder. Put it behind you. Amen. Take it out. Take it out. You can take it out. You can take it out. 
with Jesus' help. He can restore you. He can rebuild you. He can, he can refurbish you. He can redesign you. He can refresh you. Amen. He can revise the circumstances that you currently find yourself in and make you whole. That's a good God. Come on, celebrate him. That's a good God. Come on, celebrate him. That's a good God. Come on, celebrate him. That's a good God. Somebody else shout hallelujah for a good God. Hosanna for a good God. Glory for a good God. Praise us to a good God. He did it for me. He'll do it for you. Are you willing to make a holy investment? The pro only appropriate thing to give God, you know, the first thing is you. He gave you you. He expects you to give you back to him. Did you hear me? He gave you you. And he expects you to give you back to him. Amen, somebody. I bring first myself. The scripture calls it a living sacrifice. I bring myself a living sacrifice before the throne of grace. And I bring myself ready to worship, ready to praise, ready to magnify, ready to live, ready to love, ready to forgive, ready to extend grace and mercy because he has extended that to me. So I reproduce what he has produced in me. I open up my heart. The word says he's knocking at the door of your heart. I open up my heart and say, God, come on in. Take this old heart of mine. I need a heart transplant. Give me a new heart, a new spirit, a new mind. Let me pulse with something different. Let me pal palpitate with something different. Let me be moved by what you are moved by. Make a change direct my attention toward heaven and heaven's goals, the kingdom and the kingdom's goals. Live and love through me. He wants to use you. And I want to invite somebody to accept the invitation to be used. Say, I'm yours, God. I come in your name just as I am. So I want you to step out of these aisles. We want to invite you to connect with the church of Jesus Christ. We want to invite you if you don't know Jesus Christ for the free pardon of your sins, to connect with Jesus. All you need to do is want him more than anything else. And right in those seats, you need to also make a decision to renew your ties to him, to renew your connection to him, to re and to renew your commitment to him. To dedicate or rededicate yourself. To affirm and reaffirm this faith. That this faith is real. This faith is